welcome along to the Property Academy podcast. I'm your host, Ed McKnight. And I'm Andrew Nuckle. And today on the show, we're doing a review of Investment Build NZ. This is going to be a colourful episode, guys. Stick with us. Now, this episode topic has come from listener of the show, Nairi, who said, I've seen these guys advertising on Facebook. They're called Investment Build NZ. Want to know what you think of them? Now, these guys are a developer based in Canterbury, and they are specifically focusing on some really good areas, actually, that we would tend to recommend in. And I thought this would be a really interesting case study of the sort of due diligence you can do on developers while you're at home. Because without giving the game away too much, this is going to be a bit of a colourful episode. Now, before I looked into them, I'd seen their advertising, thought it looked pretty good, but I didn't know much about them. Andrew, you've told me that you know a wee bit about them, which we're going to get into. But what are they actually doing? They're developing properties, usually in some pretty good areas, promoting a lot of duplexes. So this is where you might build two separate dwellings on the same site that are connected and you're owning both of them in this case. My understanding, it's not very clear from a lot of their advertising material, but my understanding is that they've got this package together you buy the land and it looks like it's a progressive payment style build on it. Yeah, yeah, that's correct, actually. I've actually been involved in looking over a couple of contracts that investors have brought to me just for some feedback. And actually, one of my investors from Wellington was very desperate to get out of them when he found out a bit of information. Look, first, let's talk about what they're advertising. So they're advertising stuff, and I get the emails that they send out. I see this stuff on Facebook and Instagram all the time. It looks pretty good and sounds pretty good. The ads are really nicely presented. They're pretty straightforward. They're building, as you'd said before, the duplexes, which we think probably give a pretty good yield in areas that we like, like Rolleston. And so by just having a look at those kind of things, you could think, oh, that, that sounds quite good. Click on that, get some information, and Bob's your uncle. But maybe not. Well, here's the thing. We can't say anything about their projects. I haven't seen any of the quality of their builds. And at the moment, I'm in Auckland in lockdown, so I can't drive past and have a look at the construction site. But we can do a lot of digging into the company. And this is where it gets interesting. So the company is Property Investors New Zealand, I think it is, which was incorporated in October 2019. We can see the director and the shareholder, sole director, sole shareholder, is a guy called Craig Douglas, who's based down in Christchurch. You'll hear more about him shortly. But this is where things get interesting. Scratch the surface a little more and jump on LinkedIn to you know, look into more of their staff. No mention of Craig Douglas as the owner of the company on there. But there is someone who claims to be the owner called David Blake. Now, Andrew, what have you heard about David Blake in the past? Well, I didn't actually know the name David Blake. I do know Craig Douglas and I'm pretty well. But <laughs> fortunately... Sherlock, Ed McKnight, has done some digging. So this is what we found on the internet. And there's quite a bit of stuff and it's quite hard to link the things because a lot of the articles reference other things. So he's currently promoting himself as a property investment expert, davidblake.co.nz, which is all well and good. But anyone can just put up a website and say they're a property investment expert. And given the fact we that- We did. It's called openspartners.co.nz. <laughs> <laughs> we, we consider ourselves pretty good at this property investment stuff. So when someone comes along and says they're a property investment expert and then you read their rap sheet like this, you get a bit offended. So in 1992, David was made bankrupt. Now at that time, he was known as David Hugh, which, okay, it's not the end of the world. There's been a lot of people in construction and development and the property investment world who have been made bankrupt. 
some of them have other property investment companies, sometimes people make mistakes. And he would have been about 32 at the time. He's now age 61. So there's a lot of water under that bridge, right? So then he changes his name from David Huey to David Morgan Blake, a nice new fresh brand. And then changes again to just David Blake because he didn't want to use the double banger name. In 2010, he was prohibited from being a director of a company for five years. But then he went and promoted and managed some hygiene-related companies. 2017, strikes again, made bankrupt a second time. Now, he was prosecuted by the company's office for promoting and managing companies while he was prohibited to do so. And so when he ran these hygiene companies that were wound up, there was $1.3 million owed to creditors. So the judge at the time, Judge Ryan, said she observed that the company structure was designed to circumvent the prohibition and it caused significant financial and emotional harm and involved an element of taking advantage of vulnerable people. Punishment, two years, four months in prison. So a bit more serious that time. In 2019, he was banned from running a company for 12 years. Hang on, 2019 is the same year that he set up this company, but under someone else's name by the looks of it. And this is interesting because that's the longest ever the company office has banned someone other than the person he was on trial with, who got a lifetime ban. And there was a press release from the Ministry of Business, Innovation and Employment by Justice Fenning, whose daughters I went to school with, who said, Mr. Blake has displayed an arrogant disregard for the law and compliance obligations. Mr. Blake's conduct was willful and deliberate. He set out to circumvent the statutory ban imposed by him as a result of his early convictions. Despite his protestations of ignorance, the pattern of behaviour was clear and deliberate. And it seems he hasn't learned his lesson. Well, I mean, look, we're not sharing all of these things. I mean, it's it's a colourful, colourful history, and there's probably a lot of stuff that just isn't on the internet that we can include. The point here is just to show that within our industry, within the property investment industry, and within development, because it is an industry where money can be made, it can attract the sorts of people who you probably don't want to be handing over hundreds of thousands of dollars to or taking financial advice from. And this is one example of a company doing great advertising, God, their ads are good, actually building in decent areas, but there are big question marks around the company structure. And you're probably thinking, well, okay, you've just rolled out this guy's whole life story and you know made some pretty big accusations just over the last couple of minutes. How do you know this guy is connected to the company? Now, that is a very important question because otherwise we're just beating up some guy on a podcast and saying that they're connected to the company. <laughs> not. Well, there are three reasons that I believe there is a clear connection that I want to take you through. First of all, on the LinkedIn profile, it identifies himself as the owner. Okay, well, how do you know he set it up? Well, okay. Under those articles on the website, davidblake.co.nz, there are direct references at least twice with language along the lines of, I refer people to Investment Build NZ for XYZ. Now, that is not establishing himself as the owner, but it establishes a connection and is promoting the company. Now, that is a breach of the condition that he can't run a company for 12 years. So there's a very clear breach there. But C, and this is probably the closest connection that I put out, as Andrew you know, mentioned, I'm a bit of a sleuth on the internet. And if you look up the domain name, so the domain names for Investment Build NZ, which is ibnz.co.nz, if you go to the Domain Name Commission, you can see the email address which is used to register that domain name. And what is it? 
Well, the email address that was used to register both websites, davidblake.co.nz and ibnz.co.nz, so Investment Build NZ, they both are blakednz at gmail.com. Dun, dun, dun. David Blake. Yeah, I mean, it's about as clear <laughs> as you could possibly get. So look, there is definitely this connection there. Now, the big question is this, Andrew. Why is this an issue? Why is, why does this actually matter for property investors? Because, okay, somebody's had a bad past. Maybe he's redeemed himself. Maybe he has, maybe he hasn't. We're not here to say that. But what's the potential issue for property investors in this case? I think the number one issue is that the business could be shut down at any time. So if there's an investigation and it was found that he was running a company when he wasn't supposed to be under the guise of someone else's name, then that business could be absolutely shut down. And you could be halfway through building a house through these people. You could potentially lose money doing that, especially if you're making progressive payments to the builder, which is what we understand their contracts require. I think that it's pretty bold to go and call yourself a property investment expert or any kind of investment expert with this kind of checkered pass. And yes, he might have learned his lesson, but the fact that he's <laughs> been in front of the courts numerous times maybe suggests that that's not the case. I think digging into why that company might be shut down, there are two potential reasons. The first is that it appears to be illegally run. You've got someone potentially claiming to be the owner of a business where he's not allowed to be, so that company could be shut down. Second reason as well is that if you've got that track record of bankruptcy after bankruptcy, that raises some serious question marks about the ability to manage an entity or manage the finances. Now, if you're paying money into a developer as a stage claim progressive payments build, it's got some big question marks is, is that build actually going to be completed with that track record of managing finances? And you've really got to ask those questions. And look, even right now, you might say, well, yeah, is that company really going to be shut down? It's interesting to know all of the associated websites are currently down. They've all been pulled down. The only way we were able to get some of this information was jump onto a couple of tools that allow you to go back and see websites as they used to be, you know, a couple of weeks ago. So I think there's probably a good chance this company could be shut down. But it also raises some question around honesty, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you're building with a developer, there's a huge amount of trust that you put into them, particularly when you're exchanging money, but also in the workmanship, because if there's a guarantee at the end or something like that, that you need to act on later on because something's faulty, and they're not around because they've been made bankrupt for the third time and they're in jail for the second time, that's probably not great. And you need to be able to rely on that developer to do what they say they're going to do. And I just don't think there's any confidence that we would give this company at this time because of these reasons. Now, we're doing something that we've never done on the Property Academy podcast, which is this little clip that I'm recording now actually comes after we released the podcast. Now, since then, we have had the opportunity to speak to Mr. Craig Douglas, who is the shareholder and director of Property Investors New Zealand, the company that we said was connected with Investment Build NZ. It turns out, from his perspective, he's not involved with Investment Build NZ at all. In fact, he is claiming that Mr. David Blake has taken his information and is falsely using it to run this company, Investment Build New Zealand. So we've had some great conversations this morning, and he's saying that even though his name and his address are used in order to register some of the domains, so davidblake.co.nz, ibnz.co.nz, some of those websites, he's saying... 
I haven't given permission for that, I'm not behind it, and my information is being used incorrectly. So fascinating part to the story. Second thing as well that he said is that privacy policy, so the way that we've connected Property Investors New Zealand Limited with Investment Build NZ, like we did at the start, we connected that because the privacy policy on the Investment Build website is referencing that specific company. Now, according to Craig Douglas, he's saying, well, what's happened is my privacy policy has been nicked and is being used without my permission. So again, he's saying, while it appears there is a connection between my name, i.e. Craig Douglas, and David Blake and the companies that we're talking about here, or the businesses we're talking about, he's saying, I'm actually not involved. And he's saying that he is going to aggressively pursue this and make sure that his name, and his address are not being used unlawfully and without his permission. So he's going to be following that up. Now, I expect over the next couple of days, we're probably going to see a wee bit of fallout of this, and we will keep you updated. And even now, it's great that Craig Douglas has come to us and clarified a couple of things, because then we can have the truth get out and set the record straight. Now, I'm going to stop recording from the future, and I'm going to drop you back into the episode when Andrew and I were recording together. Now, to be fair, I think if you want to see something that really should be made into a New Zealand crime drama or something, Google some of these names. It's amazing the news articles that come up. And there is more stuff we could say, but some of the stuff, while colourful, is probably not directly related to the specific business. We'll mention it in a second because it's interesting. But the whole reason about going through this is for any developer, do a quick company's office search. Check the legal databases about are there any outstanding legal issues that have come up. Check the insolvency register. Has the developer ever been made bankrupt? Do the quick Google search. Are there articles on Radio New Zealand and Scoop that talk about behaviour that you possibly wouldn't want to be involved with? Or, you know, somebody that just raises a couple of question marks. These are the sorts of things we can do to just check is this someone we really are going to trust with hundreds of thousands of dollars? Now, some of the other stuff that's just quite interesting that we'll mention, we note that a previous business partner of Mr. Blake, Lance Ryan, was put in jail. He ran a Ponzi scheme that defrauded $8 million of money from 900 different Canterbury property investors. He was the one who has been disbarred from running a company for life, which is the New Zealand company's office longest ever ban. Now, look, to be fair, do you know what? After reading all of this, it is actually actually more on my list, but I think they would be very interesting people to grab a drink with. There's probably quite a few stories here that wouldn't have made it into the media, and boy, would it be an eventful couple of hours to hear those stories. I think we'd be buying the drinks, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but would I be buying a progressive payments build off them? I'll let you guys make the decision on that i would be leaning towards no but what is oh, the oh you're so soft ed absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> well look what's the moral of the story i don't want anybody to think oh god these guys just beat people up they get behind the microphone and mean to people <laughs> we're nice we're way too nice most of the time but what's the moral of the story i think be very careful about big claims on social media, and I haven't even talked about the big equity claims of 20% increases in equity and stuff. Oh, you know, we haven't even got into the data yet or, you know, high-yielding area. You know, we haven't got into any of that yet, nor will we in today's show. But I'd also say be careful of companies that pop out seemingly from nowhere with the very little track record. So if you're seeing a lot of social media ads that are playing a big game, claiming a lot, 
but you can't find stuff online to verify that or say, oh yeah, these guys have been around for a couple of years. Yeah, they've got an okay reputation. You know, you've got to raise some question marks. I do think the thing is, do your research on the investment and development companies you're potentially working with. Now, to be clear, being small, if it's a small developer, small company, maybe it's one person, you know, running their company, that's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be small. Not having a national brand, that's not a bad thing. But check out those directors, do a Google search, make sure that you're, you're digging in to make sure these are the sorts of people you want to work with. And actually, Andrew, it has made me think we should probably do a show on people who aren't dodgy to kind of balance yeah. it out because usually we get questions about, you know, what do you think about this company? Ed? Well, we have done shows on other people in the industry and what great things they do. You know, we've t- spoken about Property Apprentice and other competitors in, in positive light, but it's okay to every now and then say these ones are the ones that are not good. And, and yo, know, but given how hard we work to make sure that the industry is empowered with knowledge i do take offense to these kind of people fantastic let's wrap it up there but please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to the podcast really does help us get the message out to more people and hey if you want to learn more about property check out our youtube channel we're chucking up new videos every wednesday at 10 a.m i'm going to drop a link to that in the show notes tap or swipe over the cover up be a link in there or just google opus partners youtube it'll come up and hit that subscribe button thanks for listening to the property academy podcast i'm your host Ian mcknight and i'm andrew nickel and we're going to be back again tomorrow with even more daily strategies tactics and insights to help you